3: You move into a house, but it's haunted. You move into another house, but it's haunted too. By the fourth or fifth house that's still haunted, you begin to wonder, is every house haunted or is it me? I do wonder that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Hainted Loves, to another bonus edition of Homespun Haints. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And we very recently interviewed Joe Torino of Joe Hunt's Ghosts and his new podcast, Greetings from Flowerda, like Flowerda. Flowerda. I like that. A podcast which he just started a few episodes ago. And while we were talking to Joe, we talked about how every single house he's ever lived in, which also happened to be in Florida, was haunted. And we asked Joe. Why do you think that is? And Joe had some really interesting things to tell us. First of all, he did mention that his mother collects antiques. And as we all know, objects can be haunted. And we are actually going to hear from a very good friend of mine in a few minutes about a particularly menacing haunted object that she had to deal with. And it's very fortuitous. She just told me the story yesterday and I was like, Oh my gosh, we've been talking about this. So in a few minutes, you will be hearing from artist Carly Lyon about that experience. But before we bring her on, we also talk to Joe, of course, about why do you think you're haunted? Why do you think every house you've lived in is haunted? And not just because of the antiques. Joe also thinks it may be him. I mean, look for the one common denominator, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) If every house you live in is haunted, it's either yourself or the objects you're taking with you, or like you said, it's just Florida.
3: We're going to take a little piece of that conversation we had from Joe here and let him explain to you why he thinks he may be the catalyst for these hauntings. Why do you think it is every place that you have lived is haunted? Do you think it's you or do you think it's Florida or something else entirely? Or the antiques?
0: Well, I think it's a combination. I think certain things have to do with some of the antiques. My mom has keepsakes from her family members. She definitely has stuff from her aunt and uncle. My dad had a good connection with his uncles that passed, so I think that that's what drew at least them in that situation. The house itself, I thought, may have had something going on. But as I've talked, especially now being a paranormal investigator and meeting so many different people and psychics and working with them, they're like, like, yeah, I think it's you that's haunted. There's something definitely attached. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you definitely have something with you always. So, I think it's a combination with that. I think my mom also has stuff going on with her. Things were not always easy for her coming up, especially while we were growing up. Same for my dad. And then, in general, I mean, Florida is a screwy ass place. So, it could, it could very well be partially Florida itself, you know? It's
3: always Florida. You know, oh, right? I, I will always maintain it's the most haunted state in the country.
0: I, I think so. I. <laughs> I've also been told that I have abilities. I'm definitely sensitive. I could walk into a room and tell you, okay, I feel this. I do the Estes Method experiment. I do it often. And sometimes when I get into it, especially with the white noise going on, I slip into like a trance state. I'm still here and I'm repeating what's going on, but I also end up having visuals. seeing different faces. Seeing faces that I did not like. And I've had to pull myself out. I'll take a break, go back, I'll do it again. Like that's something that's like, you know, I'm afraid, but I'll I'll come back and be like, okay, I'm not gonna let it get to me. I'm gonna face my fear. I've been told that I have the sensitivity. And from what I've been told, it's it's been going on since I was very young. But then I shut it down for a long time. And now, especially with me coming back doing the ghost hunting constantly trying to make communication it's opening up again and coming fast
2: do you think that's what you were experiencing in the shower when you were a kid hearing the man and the woman speaking and then when you turned off the shower you were turning off the white noise that allowed you to hear the evps
0: yep absolutely especially like i've done the similar test while i was in bed i would lift my head up off the pillow and i would stop hearing talking and then I'd lay it back down and I would start hearing talking all over again and, and backing it up, you know, back and forth. Like I've been told by some of the is like, you know, right now you were closed off for a long time and then you opened yourself up, but you opened yourself up wide open. You're sending a signal saying, Hey, I'm here. Come and talk to me.
2: So when you pick your head up off the pillow, yeah, the EVPs stop. Is that because like when you hold your shell up to your ear and you hear the ocean, Is it there's enough ambient noise with your head against the pillow and your own heartbeat that you hear EVPs in that sound?
0: Right.
3: That was Joe Torino, the guest of our Monday episode, Joe hunts ghosts or do the ghosts hunt Joe? And as Joe mentioned, he does think that maybe he's the catalyst for these hauntings. However, If you are also experiencing this, it may not be you. It could be something you're carrying with you. Mm -hmm. Objects can also have attachments. They can have strange things that come with them. We've heard of stories of Annabelle and divot boxes and things like that, objects that are haunted. But there are stories that aren't just in popular media. There are stories that could happen to you or me. Let's hear this really creepy story as told by a friend of mine, Carly, about something that happened to her on an otherwise innocuous day just selling her art at an art fair. Diana, we have been speaking a lot about haunted houses, haunted objects. And people who are haunted. And Mm -hmm. it just so happens that I recently heard from a friend of mine, Carly, about an experience she had with a haunted object. And I asked her to come on today and tell us a little bit about that story, because it fit in so well with what we had been talking about. So Carly, thank you so much for stepping in today and telling us a little bit about this this really strange experience that you had. Thank you for having me. You're
2: welcome, Carly.
1: So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. My name is Carly Lyon, and I'm a visual artist and a musician as well. And Becky and I met actually by accident, like we were kind of being drawn to each other over time. Mm-hmm. And we play music together. And I was sharing this story where I can't remember exactly how the conversation started, My grandfather and aunt and grandmother were very involved with the antique business. And growing up as a child, we would go to their house and the house was an antique. Everything in there was antiques. So I've had a lot of experience just being around like different energy from just old objects all of my life. And I never quite knew exactly what that meant, and I'm not sure I I still do, but I definitely believe that some objects have a different sound than other objects. And the story that I was telling Becky was actually about when I was at a craft fair and I had a booth, I was selling some of my original artwork. And then there was a woman right next to me who was selling some jewelry. And she was very, very friendly to the point where it was like, she was overly friendly sharing (laughs) everything about her jewelry. So it, it all came from her mom. And she had taken all of her jewelry after she had died and taken it all apart and repurposed it and repositioned the different pieces together. So it was like hodgepodge of different parts of her jewelry. And she was basically giving them away, which I thought, I was like, huh, that's interesting. So at the end of the day, she was very, very like stern with me about me taking this one particular necklace After she'd been like forcibly trying to give all this other stuff away, I don't know if she actually sold anything. So I thought that was kind of strange, but I was trying to be polite and she was a really nice lady. So I took the beads. I remember she wrapped them up like in a cloth and gave me the beads and was like very like intentional about handing them to me. And I didn't really think that much about it. But as I was going home, I started to notice that like I couldn't focus. My mind was like drawn to the bees. So I thought, okay, this is kind of weird. When I got home, like, I remember looking at them and thinking like there's something that is drawing me to them. And I started to hear like it's the way that I can remember it is like layered voices. So almost like an intensity of people talking over each other but it was very high, like a high frequency. So I was trying to describe to Becky, like it coming through a very, very small hole. And the hole was actually like pulling me inward. And the more I looked at the beads, the more I couldn't look away from them. So they had this like really crazy pull. And I thought if I didn't get rid of them, I was not going to be able to control my attention. It was like they were like drawing me in. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> so the layering oh, wow. of just the different voices oh, wow. and how intense it was made me feel like like there's something not right here. <laughs> so I ended up doing what only the only thing I was like I need to get rid of these but for some reason I th- I thought that like if I put them in a tree that would somehow neutralize whatever it was that was going on in my head with these beads. So I remember climbing a tree. I said a little goodbye. I was like, good luck. See you later. Bye. And I put them in the tree and I left. And it, that was the end of that. But I've never had anything like that before with an object where I felt like I could hear it to the point where I couldn't pull my attention away from the sound.
2: Oh. Wow. <laughs>
1: That's my crazy story about the beads and the bead lady. And I do feel like maybe she was not a good person with that gesture. (laughs) Right? Uh, It was kind of a, well,
2: (laughs) I got to get rid of it somehow. So I'm giving it to you. Please take Mm it.
1: I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know. That That creepy. It was very creepy.
3: It's interesting, though. Maybe it was actually telling you it wanted to be in a tree. Maybe. Because you heard it. And then you just knew that's what to do, and the voices went away. Mm -hmm. So do you have any theories as to what it could have been? I mean, what does your gut say? Do you think it was a ghost? Do you think maybe it was a tree nymph? I mean, in your wildest dreams, what do you think it could have been that you were hearing that was in the beads?
1: I think it was was fear. I think it was definitely i was being drawn towards like a fearful energy definitely just by the way like it the it just felt desperate like the voices felt very very desperate i don't know what that would be honestly it just it was just super scary
3: <laughs> yeah sounds that way
2: do you feel like it's more likely that she realized that these pieces had some energy she wanted to get rid of and had to give them away to get rid of it or do you think she more
1: likely Did some sort of a curse? I think it was definitely related to the woman that that it belonged to, for sure. But I also think it was related to the woman that was giving them out, too. I just didn't trust her the whole time. I just didn't trust that she was being genuine with what she was doing. And I don't know if that prompted me to get freaked out by them or if she had genuinely put a curse into them. I mean, I don't know. It was very strong, though. It was... And I feel like I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff too. So maybe I'm just in tune with that type of sound. Yeah, I don't know. It
2: makes sense that she'd want to get rid of them, but it doesn't make sense that she'd spend a bunch of time handling them, taking them apart and then crafting them back together
1: and then realize she had to get rid of them. I wonder if she thought that re-putting them back together was some way like a positive thing for her mom maybe. Maybe she thought it was going to help her mom... Pass on. I took my Aunt Charlotte when she passed away from COVID. We took some jewelry from her and I repurposed a necklace that has a bunch of little round chains on it. But it was with love and admiration and that type of energy. But I don't feel like it was the same Mm -hmm. situation. I feel like it just wasn't right.
3: (laughs) Weird. Well, that's probably one of those mysteries we'll never never unravel,
1: but super
3: creepy. So you mentioned that you grew up around a lot of antiques, and you've always been able to just sort of hear the different Mm -hmm. frequencies. Is that only with objects that are older, or can you hear it with just about anything?
1: I don't hear it with everything. I think I hear it with certain things, older things, a lot of older things. Okay. Mm -hmm.
3: So it could be something that's attached to it, or... I think so. The energy through the ages. Yeah,
1: I think so. And I think some things just have stories, too, that I think I read into. But at the same time, I also feel really drawn to certain things, too. Like I have an old harpsichord from the 1800s with a little girl's thing, Emily, on it. You know, I felt like that was important. My wedding ring is from like the 1860s. Just some random person I've never met. Like those kinds of things, I feel like are really positive. But then there's some things that are like, I don't know, have super negative energy. So I think it can be like positive or negative depending on how you receive it and where it is in the house. I wish you guys could see my aunt's house. You guys would love it.
3: <laughs> Still full of antiques. This is the haunted house you mentioned to me, this right? This is.
1: Yeah. It's
2: very haunted. Yeah.
3: Maybe one day one, she'll maybe one allow day. us to come up there.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: distract her. And do you feel like the haunting is the house or the items? It's the items. It's the house. It's all of it. Carly, that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us.
3: Do you want to share with people listening where
1: they can find out more about your art and the things that you do? Sure. My personal website is redhivestudio.com. And I do have some art there, teaching materials, some music links. I do have jewelry that I make and hopefully I'll be putting more on the website there. I've got some stores I have stuff in, but Red Hive Studio is kind of the hub where I am right now. And then all of my art and music kind of comes out from there.
3: And you also offer private art lessons as well. I do.
1: I do. I have a student actually today. I do anything from clay to sculpture to drawing to painting. I'm working with a student now to help her get into art school. I have a home studio. I have a pottery wheel. If anybody wants to learn how to throw pots, it's there.
3: Thank you so much, Carly. This was awesome. It was good to see you. You too. Thank you, ladies. Painted loves, what do you think? Do you think that the hauntings we just heard about were from the people, from the objects, or both? And do you have a strange sense that every place you've ever lived has been haunted? And have you ever wondered why? Diana? every place you've lived has been haunted, right? Sadly, no. Oh. No, actually,
2: I moved to New Orleans with the hope that I'd live in a haunted house. I even got like an old, janky house that was over 200 years old. Uh, and the only haunting was the fact that I could hear and smell everything my neighbor did. <laughs> Because it was a shotgun duplex. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. That wasn't a great haunting. That was an annoying haunting. I was hoping. And then I moved to Chicago. Like, well, certainly this is haunted. And then I moved to Florida. Certainly this is haunted. I just never got lucky until I came back to my childhood home. Obviously, this is the antiques. I got to say, because I didn't move those antiques around with me. They stayed here.
3: Well, I think in your case, it's the house that's haunted, too.
2: Perhaps so. We'll find out once I sell the antiques.
3: I have a theory i have a theory that maybe your house is so haunted that those ghosts in your house in your childhood home feel so much possession over you like not like they're going to possess your soul but like you're oh, no, you are to be
2: clear when you say possession and
3: ghosts in right. the same sentence. yeah exactly Yikes. like like you're their human right you're their mortal, mm. that everywhere you've been since, while you've sought out ghosts, while you've been in New Orleans and Florida and Chicago and all these other incredibly haunted places, the ghosts are like, oh, oh, wait, no, she's taken. <laughs> There's some ghost in Tulsa that's Ooh. already been like, nope, don't <laughs> haunt her. She's <laughs> ours. <laughs> you're saying my
2: ghost put a ring on it and all the other ghosts know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my goodness well they have known me since i was a day old it's the yes. same house i came home from the birthing center to, so yeah. i understand why they might feel a little possessive possess pos- possess possessive not yes. possessing i don't think i've ever been possessed
3: they've done that too oh Maybe. you don't remember okay never mind no no <laughs> i don't recall Well, Hainted Loves, we hope you found that interesting. And next time you go to a craft fair or an antique shop and
2: our Etsy store where we sell demonic dolls and haunted objects, haunted antiques.
3: (laughs) Yes, our Etsy store does actually have some haunted dolls for sale if you're interested. That's true. We have two left.
2: Two mm-hmm. left. That means people have been buying these haunted dolls. Get on this boat, people! I know, it's right? Even. I'm like, why are they? Why are they
3: <laughs> doing this? But yeah, people apparently are. <laughs> why would buying- you want a haunted doll? <laughs>
2: <laughs> people are buying
3: them. So yes, you can go to our Etsy store. Etsy.com slash shop slash and pick up one of those dolls and pick up some cool drawings and other stuff too. We just set it up. We've had one sale of a haunted doll.
2: <laughs> but it was the most haunted doll out of it all the haunted dolls, haunted I think, doll. right? Yeah, it was. So it far, was. I mean, we don't know what happens. Now that she's out of the house, maybe the demons will um, coalesce on the other dolls. Right, we don't know. Right. Do you know? Do you want a haunted doll? Tell us yeah, why.
3: And feel free to buy stuff from us because... We don't know how this commerce stuff works. We'd love some help. <laughs> all right. You heard it here on Homespun Haints. We hope you all get a haunted doll.
2: <laughs> and then have a spooky day.
3: Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnick and Diana Doty, and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnick. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond its threshold?
2: On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via livestream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my! Eye!
3: But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb, a hideaway for treasure, a portal into another dimension, maybe it's aliens?
2: Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with
3: us. As long as there's darkness to explore,
2: we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's Diana's Basement.
3: (laughs) Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.